This message is brought to you by Lighthouse Chapel International, a united denomination originating from the Lighthouse Group of Churches. Welcome to the Life Preaching Message, where the Word of God is imparted clearly, practically, and comprehensively. Our aim is to provide a solid foundation, a Bible-based instruction to our church members, to equip them to teach and preach wherever they may be. Join us for a life-changing encounter as you listen to this message. You, by nine o'clock, okay. Because I, can't, I, I was going to say that you can't dress so nicely like this just for one and a half hours. Hallelujah. Great. So we thank the Lord and I want you to pay attention. I want you to pay attention to the word of God that I'm about to share with you. Now, one of the things people don't realize is that you are your mind. In other words, you cannot be something different from the quality of the mind that operates you. As a person sitting by you, do you understand what he just said? The quality of your the quality of your life is a reflection of the quality of your mind. Do you get it? It's a reflection of the quality of your mind. And therefore, any change that must come to you starts with a change of your mind. How it works. How the mind works. How it receives information and how it interprets the information. Are you with me? It is very important because people try to change situations. You get it? But the situation of your life is a reflection of the mind that is operating you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Look, if I say even five minutes, it will be more than enough to say what I want to say. But I want your full attention that whether you'll be poor or rich is the mind. You see, the African mind, for example, operates in ways that constantly leads to poverty. Now, you see, it constantly leads to poverty because the African mind focuses on me, myself, and I. The the, the African mind, and we are all Africans, thank God. We may be called different nationalities, but we are all Africans, evidenced by our dark skin. Do you get it? And we are, we are happy to, to be Africans. And there's nothing wrong with being an African. In fact, there's every advantage in being an African. You see, even though, listen, listen carefully. 
Listen carefully. Even though our even though our way out the things we do looks like we are not individually oriented. Do you get it? Even though the things we do does not look like we are individually oriented. In other words, we socialize more. You know, if I travel to Ghana, for example, uh, I can't just go straight to home where, let's say, if my wife is there, we are there. I can't just go. I have to go and greet the relatives, my uncles, and say hello to this cousin. You see, the white people don't have that problem. When, when a white man says he's, a fam, I'm talk, he's talking about their family, the furthest they go is their parents. So they in the middle, their children and their parents. One step back, one step forward. That's, fam, that's what family means to them. Do you get it? And, and therefore, we seem to be more community. We even have the word Ubuntu. Ubuntu. Do you get it? Uh-huh. It's like we are together. Or what is it? We are together. Isn't it? But you see, the things we do does not show that we are together. Why? Because give an African an opportunity to preside over something big in terms of, let's say, give an African 100 million. Do you get it? His thinking immediately goes on. How much of this 100 million can I get for myself? So even though, you see, that's the, that's the contradiction with us. Even though we are social looking, as if we think about everybody, as if our lives is involving everybody, when it comes to certain things, there you see our individualism. That if I get, I will take the 100,000 all for myself, even though it's meant for the whole family. And that's, that's the amazing thing. Because even though we behave, we act socially, deep down our thinking, our selfish interest is what dominates us. Meanwhile, you give the same hundred, you see, in fact, to the same white man, give them nothing. But when they take up leadership role, they will raise hundred million and use it for the development of the community that they lead. You see, the black man has 100 million being given to him. And he takes all. The white man has nothing. But when he leads a community, he will organize 100 million by his contacts and what is elsewhere to bring the 100 million to develop schools for the community, to develop, I mean, proper water, proper sanitation, crashes, and hospital, and all those things for the community. So you see that even though they, they appear to relate in a very restrictive way, 
They are thinking. Do you get it? It's more community than us. Do you get it? So I'm trying to explain to you, and that is why, you see, the, the problems we have as Africans will continue because until the thinking changes, nothing will change. Until the thinking changes, nothing will change. The thinking of the white man is that developing and helping many more people is far better than is far better than helping myself directly and that i help myself by helping many more people that's how they think so i'm just using this example to show you that your life cannot change unless you change the way you think you can you see if there's any prayer that you want to pray pray to change the way you think The hurdles you meet, the difficulties you run into, I promise you, if they are demons, they are working through the way you think. Yeah, because I can't say there are no demons opposing you. But what I'm saying is that if they are demons, they they are channel of operation. Their secret agent is the way you think. And you see, the enemy knows this. The enemy knows this. That is why Paul explains in 2 Corinthians chapter 2. Sorry, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verse 4. That if our gospel be hid, it's actually, it starts from 3. I want you to read 2 Corinthians 3. 2 Corinthians 4, verse 3 and 4. He says, but if our gospel be hid, in other words, if our, the good news we are preaching is hidden, it's not hidden from everybody, but it's hidden from those who are lost. And who are those who are lost? Those who are lost have a particular characteristic. And the characteristic is that their mind has been blinded. It's not their eyes. It's not their stomach. It's their mind. Do you get it? Their mind has been blinded. So, evidence means nothing. Because, you see, Something becomes evidence that, that, that makes it necessary for you to change. Do you get it? If you can understand it. Because evidence is supposed to make you change. Or evidence is supposed to direct you. So your inability to be directed by evidence means that the evidence is failing to function in you. And there are many reasons for which evidence can fail to function in you. Either you have it, but you misinterpret it. Do you get it? Because sometimes you can see the evidence, but your interpretation of the evidence is wrong. Or else you can't perceive the evidence because 
something is wrong with your perceptive organs. So here we are saying that, they say, in whom the God of this world hath blinded the minds, the minds of them. So your mind is your eye that sees and directs you. Are you with me? That is why the same Paul says that your change, your transformation from a way of life that accomplishes nothing to a way of life that becomes a blessing hinges on a renewal of the mind. Hinges on the rewriting of the mind. Are you with me? Yeah. You see, I told somebody some time ago, I told the person that your, your past way of life where you were into drugs explains to me the choices you make as a person. And see, you, life, life generally is a combination of choices. Life generally is a combination of choices. So a good life, a life that is successful, a life that is accomplishing, a life that is going higher and having a broader influence, is, it means that through the mind, choices have been made that are favorably working together nicely. You can be very educated. You make a choice to educate yourself. You get it? But then make the wrong choice to choose a bad man. Do you get it? Or, or the other way around. And your life can be brought to a halt. Like it never got educated. It never got skills. Yeah. Let me say this to you. For those of you that are yet to be married. Be careful who you choose. And let me say it again. The person you stay with is not the body. Is the character. You are actually marrying the character. Do you get it? Because that's what you are going to stay with. It's not the body. It's the character. So ladies that are worried about your body shape, no, 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 that's not it. Men that want, or ladies that want men with certain muscles, it's not the muscles you are marrying. No, 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 you, you are not staying with the muscles. Do you get it? You are staying with the character. So please, my prayer for you is that God, for those of you that are here to choose, would help you to choose a character that will advance your life. A character that will bring the best out of you. A character that would push you to go higher and accomplish great things. Amen. Amen. Now, so I'm saying that Paul in second in uh, uh, first in Romans 12 2 he advised us to change our ways. And he started by begging us. Verse 1 says, Brethren, I beseech you by the mercies of God. 
I beg you. Can you put it in English for us? Do you have English version? Dear brothers and sisters, I plead with you. I plead with you. I plead with you. To give your bodies to God. Because of all he has done for you. Let them be a living, holy, a living and a holy sacrifice. The kind he will find acceptable. Do you get it? Because in fact, the Lord needs your body. Are you with me? Mm-hmm. The Lord needs your body to use. Because without your body, when he sends his spirit, it can't relate. That's why Jesus had to take on our body. She needed the body of Mary. Joseph was not involved. Mary did all the job. But she needed a, Jesus needed a body so that he could relate with us. And therefore, the useless part of you, in terms of you, you know, you are made up of different components. Your spirit, your soul, and your body. Your body is corrupt. And it will go to the dust. But funny enough, the useless part of you is the most needed part of you by God. Do you get it? Because it is in your body that God can use you. Mm-hmm. It's a wonderful thing. It's a wonderful It is in your body that God can use you. So Paul is negotiating with them to give their bodies as a sacrifice that is alive to God. Considering all he has done for us, let us offer him our body. This is truly the way to worship him. So brothers and sisters who are into free sex and other things, you remember that that's it's like you are taking what God wants from you and just dishing it out to foolish boys. Look, look, sisters, let me tell you something. Don't give, don't offer yourself. Let at least, if you are going to really fall, fall with the reason that, Pastor, I tried, but the guy is so overwhelming. I said no for three years. But finally, he managed to corner me. Do you get it? Uh-huh. But some of you, some of you go and actually present that. Don't you want it? I have this nice thing. Would you, would you, would you like it? Do you get it? It's not, it's not, it's almost like, it's not nice. It's not nice. Let me put it that way. But let's say on verse 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. Don't copy the behavior and the customs of this world. But let God transform you 
into a new person by changing the way you think. Are you with me? Without changing the way you think, you would always be what you were. Without changing the way you think, you will always be what you were. Now, that's very important. So, a born-again person whose way of thinking has not changed would always display the way they were in a born-again environment. So I was explaining, I was giving you an example of somebody that I was talking to the person and in the past, the person had been into drugs and all those things. So I explained to the person that whatever made you to go into drugs will still be with you now that you are born again. And that is that as a person, as a person, when you encounter a situation, you choose the easy way out. Did you hear what I said? I told him that by analyzing your, your choice to go into drugs, selling drugs and doing all those things, it's a reflection of you and what you choose when life gets a bit tough. And that is you choose the easy way. Do you get it? You choose the easy way. Now, choosing the easy way is a process of your thoughts. It's a process of your the way you think. So unless that changes, even though you have received Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, when you are in Christ and there's a difficulty, you choose the easy way. I hope you understand what I'm saying. And you see, what I'm saying, you you would think, if you understand what I'm saying and you respond to it properly, you will see your life change. So, what am I saying? I'm saying that the way you think is important. And you change for the better or for worse. If you can change your thinking. Hallelujah. And I pray that you change your thinking. Now, now, I'll just say this one or two things and I'll end. I'm not preaching for long. But I'm told you have to go to work at night. And so far, I haven't seen any of you who is to go to work at night. So can I preach? Are, are you understanding what I'm saying? Those of you here, you are very quiet. It looks like your church is not your way of life. And those of you on your phone, I hope you are writing notes and not just sending texts. 
Do you get it? Because if you want to send text, please, I suggest that you go outside and send the text because I'm preaching without notes. And every time you hold your phone and you are writing, if it's notes, fine. But even that, I have to just bear it because I don't know whether it's notes or not. <laughs> Do you get it? So, if my message is not important enough for you to be listening, then it's okay. You can, you can, I mean, I don't, you don't have to. Do you get it? When I finish preaching after service, you can come and give your offering. We like your offering. That one. That one, that one I can tell you. But if you don't like what we are giving, it's also okay. Do you get it? But as for your offering, we like it. <laughs> Do you get it? Because we have to pay our rent. We are in a nice place, isn't it? Yeah, and we have to pay our rent. And it's not, it's not we don't pay with the scriptures. So your offering is, is, is important. That one I will tell you. And I hope that the word we preach would also be important to you. Anyway, so listen, listen. For why must your mind change when you get born again? Why must your mind change when you get born again? Because before you got born again, your mind has been programmed and has been programmed by the information that was given to you when you entered into the world. Mm -hmm. Listen carefully. This is, this is a very important part of the message. And I want you to listen carefully. You see, when a child is born into this world, you would think that the child has come into this world with nothing in terms of thinking and all those things. But they have. They came into this world with a way of thinking. So for example, nobody teaches a child that when you are in discomfort, you must cry. Nobody teaches a child that when you are in discomfort, you must cry. They, they enter the world crying. Now, if you've not been a mother before, you will not understand this aspect that in the cry of a child, there are different ways they cry for different things. There are different ways they cry for different things. Mm -hmm. So the mother can tell you that, oh, he wants to sleep. I say, ah, how do you know he wants to sleep? And if you do what they want, they sleep. And so this one, he saw himself. Oh, they are different. So, you see, a child enters into this world with a way of doing things. But whilst in this world, and the other thing that I'll, I'll also say is that, you see, a child enters into this world. As they grow and they learn to walk and they understand what is a shoe, it doesn't matter which part of the world. When they start to wear shoes, they always cross their legs. 
Did your children do that? Did your children do that? You see, the question I'm asking is that is it by accident? No. You see, their mind is working in a way that left to us is right to them. And right to us is left to them. But with time, we rewrite their mind by telling them that they are wrong and we are right. And that left is left and right is right. So also, so many things we teach them or they are taught by the world they have come into. Are you understanding it? Now, now, who is the communication director of the world in which we are? If Satan is the God of this world. Satan is not the owner of this world. But he is the God of this world in which we are. Now, if Satan is the God of this world in which we are, then every system of the world must have his handwriting on it. Hear me and hear me well. If Satan is the God of this world, then every system, every way of doing things, every way of thinking must have his handwriting on. Now, what type of handwriting will be on things if Satan is the God of this world? Jesus tells us that from the beginning, he's a murderer. You see, so being a murderer, his ways will lead to death. So you see, in the and you see, it leads us to think in a certain way. I need a car. I don't want to buy it at the price they sell on the market. So I see somebody and I tell him, I need this car. He sends another person and says, go and look for this car. It doesn't matter who owns it and take it from them. In the process, if it means killing them, it's not a problem. It's just... It's, it's, just, it's a car you want. Now, the question is, remember I told you that if Satan is a god of this world and he's a murderer, then one of the demonstrations of his godship is killing. And you see, somebody will say, I have a good reason to kill. And they will kill. And you see, they are taking away a whole life. And how much are they going to get? Sometimes 2,000 rands. 
For a life. That's what I'm saying. You see, how somebody must have made you think in a way that makes you not interpret as inappropriate a life for 2,000 rands. Do you get it? Somebody must have made you think. And if you talk to them, they don't have, there's, there's no problem. Their thinking does not disagree with what they do. Another country gets up and says, even though you are a country, I'm coming there with my soldiers. And I'm going to destroy everything. I'm going to... How many people will die? They don't care. It's a, it's a, you see, the God of this world makes you think in a way that creates death or that leads to death. I'm trying to show you. That's what Jesus said of Satan. That John 8, 44. It says, the works of your father the works of your father would you do? From the beginning, he was a murderer. The works of your father you would do. So what, what I'm trying to explain to you is that don't, don't pride in the mind with which you came to Christ. Don't pride in it. I said, don't pride in it. Because I'm showing you the source of that way of thinking. I'm showing you the source of that way of thinking. You see, ye are of your father the devil, and the last of your father would you do. He was a murderer from the beginning and does not stay in the truth because he doesn't have it. So, you see, even if he wants to write something, if he wants to develop a system, he doesn't have the truth to develop a system with it. So, what it means is that, what it means is that, and listen carefully, all that is in this world is a lie. It's a lie. What do I mean by all that is in this world is a lie? You thought if you got a job, you'll be very happy and everything will be fine and you soon discovered that in fact having a job is the problem the, the problem of your life is the job oh yeah you thought nobody likes me because nobody has chosen me if only somebody would choose me I'll be a very happy person in life and the person who chose you is the only reason why you now take uh, uh, antidepressants. I'm, I want something better. You now take uh, haloperidol and other drugs to, to help you not to, to function. Because through the person who you thought was going to bring you happiness, look, I know a person, a human being that I know personally, I talked to that person. The person at a stage said, I want to commit suicide. He has money. Everything about he's a nice person. But the wife was taking him on a road that he never dreamt of. And you know, sometimes when you're a foolish boy 
and your wife is giving you wahala. You know what is wahala? It's giving you trouble. Do you get it? You can understand that you now, your ways are. And therefore, the trouble doesn't bother you. The people that are very good, the people that are very nice, gentle, they don't chase, they don't... When their spouse starts to give them trouble, they can't understand it. It's almost like, why would somebody give a person like me trouble? Do you get it? I mean, some of, some of the men, when their wives are kicking in, or whatever, or they are, if it's the other way too, it's like, ah, but me too, I know myself. So it's, it's, it's not a problem. And it doesn't affect them, they don't mind. If you want to cry, cry, me, I'm out. I'm out with my chasing and other things. But the clean ones, the ones that at 5.30, they are home. Every time they call to check on you and give you whatever you want, they are working hard to make sure that everything you need is provided. When they begin to get problems from their spouse, they can't handle it because it, it doesn't make sense to them. And sometimes the only reason they go long, along to make sure they give you what you want is so that you will not give them trouble. So when, in spite of that, you give them trouble, they struggle. And this guy said, I want to commit suicide. He told me, he says, I, I feel like kill, killing myself. Meanwhile, meanwhile, when he was going to marry this girl, his mother told him, that this girl don't marry him. And he likes the girl so much. And felt that disobeying my mother is far better than obeying my mother. And she did. He did. Now, funny enough, the same thing now is you thought you were. You see, why do you think, why do you think he disobeyed his mother? Or ignore the advice of the mother. Because he could see sweetness, niceness in, in her. And felt the mother didn't see what he's seeing. A cousin of mine told the mother that the cow sees sugar differently. And a friend of mine asked, who is the cow and who is the sugar? <laughs> so, so listen what I'm trying to say to you is that your mind the way it works is the project of your life to change it because unless it changes you would always be walking in ways that does not bring the blessing of God on your life The mind must change to walk in ways that naturally makes you receive things from God that you have not even asked. Oh, yeah. One of my daughters, one day she called and said, the lights are off in our place, blah, blah, blah. And my phone is dead. So I said, ah, don't you have a bank? And she said, oh, yes. He said, ah, but all these years you don't have a power bank. She said, yes. That was where she left it. She never asked me for a power bank. 
But this morning, I gave her a power bank. I said, oh, have this. I bought a new power bank and I gave it to her. She didn't ask me for it. She said her cable for charging the phone is spot. I said, oh, take this one. I bought it for you. She didn't ask me for it. But what it is is that when you conform to the way the one over you expects, they give you things you have not asked for. And you see, that is what Satan is aware. That if your mind can change so that you do the will of God. In other words, you do what God wants you to do. Please put back that scripture. Romans 12, 2. In our language. I want you to see something. And I'm Ah, we don't have a screen in front. I think you must have a proper, these lights must go and have a proper screen. You must get a proper television so that the people can see clearly. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world. But let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Are you with me? And you see, when you know God's will for you, you will do it. Because, you see, your thoughts, when your thinking has been changed by God, you will put him where he belongs. A child who obeys the parent is a child who has put the parents in their minds where they belong. You can't obey somebody that is over you when your mind has not put them where they belong. Oh, yeah, yeah. You cannot obey somebody who is over you when your mind has not put them where they belong. So, when you see a disobedient child, one of the first evidence for a child who is disobedient is that you, the parents, means nothing to them. They have no respect for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can argue. Keep on arguing. I've said what I say, What I've said. I've said it. It's up to you. It's like, you're, no, the answer is wrong. The teacher, he's marked it wrong and giving you zero. You can't change the marks. The teacher says it's wrong. It is wrong. If you want to get it right, you must write what the teacher says is right. Every time you exhibit disobedience to an authority figure in your life, what you are saying is that in me, you are not an authority figure. Mm-hmm. 
And you see, that is why your mind has to change. To know who God is. To see and understand who God is. It, when, you do, when your mind changes and begins to appreciate who God is and the role he plays in your life, it is very easy to obey him. Mm-hmm. What am I saying to you? For your life to change, to be the dream you have for it, your thinking must change. The thinking that you have is heavily the thinking of the world that has taught you this is how to think. As, as you have met Christ, you have an opportunity to be renewed in your mind by God himself as you expose yourself to his word and his spirit. And by so doing, your life would miraculously change. You, you'll be surprised. Is it things will begin to work in your life in a way that you can't imagine. You can't imagine. Yesterday, I was saying to some people like Gareth that if you obey the commandment of God, the second one, Of course, the first one is to love the Lord your God with all your heart. The second one is to love your neighbor as yourself. If you walk in love, if you are a person who obeys that commandment and you walk in love towards your neighbor, your character will be sweet. Your character will be sweet. And who doesn't like sweet things? You see, sugar doesn't have a problem in getting people to like it. Because it tastes nice. You see, the people don't have to change their taste buds. It is the sugar's tasteness. That it doesn't matter in whose mouth it is. It's nice. So when Quinine, quinine, I don't know if you know what quinine is. But in those from West Africa and East Africa, it's a type of drug that is used to treat malaria. You don't want it to dissolve in your mouth when you are swallowing it. The taste, it can stay with you. So when you are drinking it, you have to learn how to put it straight into the throat. Bypassing the tank where the taste buds are and not allowing the water to dissolve it. I don't know what medication you have in South Africa which tastes bitter. Therefore, the rejection of anything that tastes bitter by people is not that the people are bad. But it is your taste that is not good. Are you with me? So I'm explaining to you that if you walk in love, if you understand what I'm preaching, and you understand what the word of God is saying, for example, if you walk in love as a person, your character will be sweet. Your character will be very sweet. 
And I tell you, everybody will like you. You don't have to advertise yourself. Your boss is calling you. Uh, uh, the assistant of the boss is also calling you. Even the ones below you, everybody is calling you. Everybody is choosing you. Every boy you relate with, they want to, they like you. Even though you are married, they still like you. It's like you have a, the, your problem. I mean, I know some people that I can point to you, this person, he likes my, my wife. This person <laughs> likes my wife. Oh yeah, I, can, I know them. I know them. And I'm not lying. But you know, I'm not angry with them. Oh. I'm, not, I'm not angry with them. I'm not jealous. With, uh, no, no, it doesn't irritate me at all. No, 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 no. Do you know why? Do you know why? Because I've observed that the girl, eh, the way she is, it's like, who wouldn't like her? So it's not the people's fault. It's not the people's fault. Oh, yeah. Some of you ladies that some girls are chasing your husband, it's not their fault. Because your husband is a killer. I mean, he's so sweet. He's so sweet, so nice. That there's no girl who can reject him. So I understand it's not the people's fault. It's not their fault. Are, are you getting it? Yeah. So so listen, listen. Let us engage on a project to change the way we think by allowing God. To, to do the process, which is by exposing ourselves to the word of God. You know, it's painful when you can read and you can afford a Bible, but you don't make any effort to buy a Bible and you say you are born again. I'm here to tell you, look, I'm very educated, but what I realize is that my education level or the education I have from the school is what the world has taught me. And, and all of them are lies. Apart from the... Obs- you see, there is a portion where it's just an observation. In other words, this is the heart. It's true. Because that's what God made. Satan didn't make it. Some of the things are true. Because it's just an observation. But when it comes to way of analysis, that is where the life just that if I can get all the money that is available, I'll be rich. It's a lie. If somebody can give me two million, my business will do well. Listen, if you can't run a business on 2,000 rands, you will not be able to run a business on two million rands. That is why people who are giving money that they have not worked for are not able to keep it. You can't keep something that you have not worked for because there is a way by which it is guarded. And there's a way by which it is prevented from being wasted. When you have not gone through the process and it is given to you, you have no experience in understanding 
how it, how it is wasted. So you will be taking steps that leads to wastage. That is why inheritance hardly profits. An inheritance will profit somebody who knows how to make money. But an inheritance will not profit a child who is not involved in the family business. Because he doesn't understand the dynamics. So I want you to understand that unless you change your mind and allow God to rewrite your mind with truths. The steps you will take will lead you to a mirage. You see, Satan will make you see the water far away on a sunny day and get you to travel there with all your energy in the name of, I'm going to get water. And when you get there, you discover there's no water. It's a mirage. That's, that's, that's the way of the world. You believe God or your life gets wasted. Let's rise to our feet and pray. Thank you, Holy Spirit. What am I doing? I'm challenging you to change your mind. And I'm not saying it. The Bible says be transformed. You see, transformation means you are changed. Translation is movement from one place to other. Transformation is a change from one state to another. A state of under the power of Satan to a state of under the power of God, where things are done to your benefit. Lift up your voice and pray that, Lord, help me to allow you to change me by positioning myself in a way that makes you at work in me, by, by exposing myself to your word. Because in your word is power. 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 Thank you, Holy Spirit. Oh, yes, we bless you, Lord. We bless you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Lord. Change us. Bring us to that place where we ought to be. We bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Our Heavenly Father, thank you for this moment. Thank you for this occasion. We give you praise. We give you adoration. We give you honor. Let our lives be conformed to your purpose and your plans. The plans you have for us are plans of good, not of evil, to bring us to an expected end. Therefore, we surrender our everything to conform to your ways and to your plans. We yield ourselves that you change our minds, that we may know your will. How loving, how perfect, how wonderful it is towards us. Your good will, evidenced by how much you were willing to pay to set us free, to translate us from the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of your dear son. Lord, impart into us that strong desire to spend time in your presence. Deliver us from everything that has deceived us to say that we are busy, that, oh, we will do it some other time. Whatever excuse, Lord, and bring us to a place of determination 
where we stand to say, Lord, we are with you and let your change come to us. We want it. Let our cry constantly to you be that change. As was the case of Jacob, who constantly cried for blessings from you. And when you, he asked you to bless him, you change his name. Father, let our names be changed in the spirit. Whatever name we have that does not conform to your plans and purposes for our lives, to your will for our lives, Lord, let it be changed. We thank you, Holy Spirit, for our precious lives that you have blessed us with. As we submit it to you, it shall flourish. Because in you there's no failure. We shall never be failures. We shall never be failures. But we shall be found to be successful and prosperous. Abundant in every good thing that we become a blessing unto many. Take our lives, Lord, and use it for your glory. We give you praise. As every head is bowed and every eye closed, you want to say, Pastor, please pray with me. I want to give my life to Jesus. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Lift it up high. Let me pray with you. You want to say, Pastor, I want to be born again. Lift up your right hand. Let me pray with you. Let us pray. Our Heavenly Father, we thank you for this occasion. Let your word be blessed in our lives. May Satan not be able to take it away. As a bird takes away the seed that is sown. But let it be planted deeply in our spirit. And let it bring forth much fruit. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. Please be seated and uh, I'm sure we are closing. You know, I want to tell you something that I want you to do. You see, like as I prayed, all of you are born again. I hope so. I hope so. Because sometimes not everybody is born again. But as you are asking them to be born again, they are thinking of what they have to live to, to be born again. And it's like some of It's not prayer, it's common sense. Do you get it? Yeah, it's true. Because all, all knowledge that we have is of God. Yes. We believe you've been blessed by this message. To stay connected, follow our LCI social media platforms.